You're listening to At Large, a global affairs podcast brought to you by China U.S. Focus. Thanks for joining us, and here's your host, James Chow. Hello, I'm James Chow. Thanks for joining me for a podcast episode that's going to be very different this week. Usually, I open up by giving you some news on China, on the United States, on the world in and around them. But this week, I'm so moved by one particular story and so shocked by its unfolding developments. A Chinese researcher claims to have helped make the world's first gene-edited babies. Twin girls whose DNA he says he altered with a powerful new tool that lets scientists edit the genetic code. Interesting was my first thought. It didn't uh, tell me too much. I thought it was an example of China's expanding leadership role in science and technology. Remember, there's Tu Youyou, the Nobel Prize winner in 2015, who was given that prize for her significant breakthroughs in tropical medicine and how that's been applied towards saving millions of lives in developing countries in regions like South Asia and Latin America. She's very different to this scientist, who goes by Professor He Jianhui. He is based in Shenzhen at the Southern University of Science and Technology, and as I read this story, I felt anger rise up within me. He gene edited very simply newborn twins who were born healthy. He says、um, gene editing, very simply put, is removing the genes from someone's body that we don't want. In some cases, if we talk about editing out the genes that contribute towards hereditary chronic diseases, you can see why editing can be an advantage. We don't know much about the girls, but he did talk about them in this video. And in the video posted to YouTube, he also mentioned that their father、uh, lives with HIV. About one million people died of HIV last year. No vaccine or cure exists. Taking pills daily from life carry healthy risks. In many countries, discrimination deepens the devastation of infection. Gene editing. Let's first of all say it's not necessarily unethical. As we said, removing the genes that contribute towards, for example,、uh, chronic hereditary diseases is one setting where、uh, perhaps gene editing. Can be thought through carefully and with consensus carried out, but I want to put this into the new context because、uh, Professor Hur didn't go through the checks and balances, and I think, in a way, he carried out his research project in some degree of secrecy. The university where he's based has said that they were unaware of his research. They believe that he also self-funded the project, so there was no peer review. There was、uh, no context that the scientific community has established in order to ensure that ethics are guarded. We're talking about、uh, two newborn girls. We're not talking about、uh, a product or a machine. These are. People, these are breathing people, and I think he's set forth a dangerous precedent. I have a background in health originally as part of the AIDS community, but I'm not a scientist, so I'm going to hand off to a scientist now. I called Professor Sharon Lewin, who is the founding director of the Doherty Institute in Melbourne. She's also、uh, a leading infectious disease physician who is leading the search for an AIDS cure. So, who better else than to speak to about this?、Um, originally, I got on the phone to have a private conversation with her, and I was note taking at. 
the same time. So what you're going to hear in the subsequent sound bites uh, provided by her and with her permission, um, there is some typing in the background. See so if you can excuse the interference with that and capture the spontaneous conversation that we had around this. So first of all, there's the issue about, you know, the indication for doing gene therapy in a, for, for doing gene editing in an embryo and in what situations you may or may not think it's ethical to do it. The second is the justification for why he did it for CCR5, which is completely invalid because, it, it, yeah, it perpetuates the stereotype that HIV is... Um, is uh can't be prevented of course it can there's multiple ways hiv can't be treated and of course it can and, and that hiv means you know a, um, a lifetime of stigma which is of course true but you don't address the stigma by taking the receptor you address the stigma by education this is at large your weekly podcast on china the u.s and the world keep listening well, Professor Lewin and I were talking about stigma and discrimination because, you know, we're all activists at heart. She's often described as a scientist clinician. I always think of her first as a scientist clinician activist who puts her work at the heart of humanity so that we can live in a healthier world where health and access to good health is a reality for all of us. We were talking about stigma and discrimination because this is exactly the point that Professor Herr brought up, that he was protecting these two girls by editing out the genes uh, that he described as being the doorway uh, to HIV. The stigma and discrimination aspect is this, because all he succeeded in doing is perpetuate the myth, the misinformation, and I'm afraid to say in some cases the deliberate lies that have grown over the last couple of decades about people living with HIV, that they cannot have healthy relationships, that they cannot give birth to healthy children. And I would also go a step further and say that uh, somehow society has branded the community as not being deserving of these basic human rights, that somehow they are a danger not only unto themselves, but also to society as a whole, including to the people most important to them, being, of course, their family. There's been many, many babies born to HIV-positive parents, both fathers and mothers, and their babies are HIV-negative, so you don't need to do anything like this. Well, I was just in the television studio about an hour ago where I was asked by the news anchor, and I think he asked it in good spirit and also as a way to open up this conversation. He asked me, and I'm paraphrasing here, don't you think that what Professor He has done is an honourable thing? Because at the end of the day, he has helped block these two girls from a life living with HIV. And my instinctive response was if you want to prevent HIV, you use a condom, you practice safe sex, you get onto antiretroviral therapy, you've got PrEP. We live in a world where there are multiple options. And I have so many friends who are not only living with HIV, but some of whom have gone on to have children of their own. So we were talking about this and call me old fashioned, but Condoms, treatment, education, compassion, those are still by the values, the tools that 
I live by. This is what else Professor Lewin said. The chance of an HIV positive male transmitting virus to an HIV negative female is zero if the if the um, male is on treatment. So you know we now know that if people are on treatment and their viral load is undetectable, they can't transmit the virus sexually. So this is what puzzles me and angers me about what Professor He and his research alleges that somehow you need a gene editing to protect these girls. There are now highly effective ways to prevent transmission of HIV to children, and many, many HIV positive people around the world have had children who are not infected. That um, preventing infection with HIV, there's lots of ways to prevent infection with HIV um, through education, safe sex, and now prep and treatment. Um, and but gene gene editing is being looked at um, for people living with HIV, but that's a very different setting to this setting. Gene editing in embryos is an, is a um, an advance that, as a society, we'll have to. Think through how best to deliver those that sort of technology to people that need it. You've been listening to At Large with James Chow. For more episodes, go to ChinaUSFocus.com/podcasts. Thanks for joining us.